This show is sponsored by Alicia's Pillows and Things. Check out the Facebook page, Alicia's Pillows and Things, where you will find home decor you will not be able to resist at prices anybody can afford. Check out the pillows and stools of your favorite sports teams. Maybe you want a set of your kid's favorite cartoon or movie character. You can also get full body and neck pillows as well. Log on to NGSCSports.com and go to the Alicia's Pillows and Things tab on the homepage to complete your order. It makes a great gift for Christmas at an affordable price. NGSC Sports. We never stop. You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com where you can get awesome analysis for all things sport. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, head to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop. Damn. Ah, someone's got to hold it down for the North. <laughs> the North. Just remember, Ed, there was only one place to see Champions League football. In <laughs> I was just about to say that. Oh, <laughs> oh, it it worked. Who knew? Who knew? Eight months ago, that that. Oh God. Oh, uh, we'll talk news and notes. Um, so much, there's so much stuff for us. To, and there's one so of, much for us to say. Man, I'll tell you what. That one story I should have known today was going to be good. When, when I when I roll up to work early in the morning and I, and I flip open my phone and the news headline that greets me is Chelsea ban upheld. Oh, I should have known it was going to be a good day. Oh, uh, we'll talk about that later. That's news and notes. Uh, we'll have a watch for. And uh, are we going to have so raw this week? I don't know. God no! Forget so raw. Yeah, not this I mean, week. There, I mean, there is absolutely no storyline that Vince McMahon could ever come up with <laughs> that has surpassed what we've seen in the last forty-eight hours. It's very or in true. the last twenty-eight hours. Screw forty-eight. The last, like, just say the last thirty-two hours. There's nothing Vince McMahon could have come up with. No, it was me. It was always me. Hogan. This is bigger than Hogan Andre. It was me, messy. It was always me. Oh, says sweet, sweet Yerdin. Oh, so many. I'm so glad we live in the age of memes. <laughs> so many memes oh. have just sprung up from the last 32 hours. Oh my God! Also, real quick, uh, we'll, we can talk about this more later too. Um, as easy as it is to hate on Barcelona, and 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 we do, and it's fine. Oh. Uh, even though we love Lionel Messi, we like we really love him. Um, it's it's really easy to not feel bad about what happened to uh, Barcelona against Liverpool. It felt really bad for about five seconds what happened to Ajax. Like, oh. Yeah, at least Ajax was like, I mean, are the Messi, uh, um, Barcelona to me aren't very likable outside of Messi. I agree. Um, I mean, you think about it, they got some, just some real shit houses. I mean, mm. you're talking Suarez and the uh, doll and. God, I mean, who really likes Busquets and PK? The Come Suarez on. heel turn has officially happened. Oh my God, Suarez! Suarez is gone. Speaking of Andre the Giant, Suarez is gone like eighty-seven. Andre, here. he's ripped the chain off a of Hulk. 
drawn blood and said, I don't think I'll chop out you for Hogan. <laughs> and he's hired the million dollar man, Lionel Messi, to be his manager. I mean, this is just, yeah. Oh, but, uh, but I mean, God, Ajax are so likable. Yeah, they really are. Kudos, mean, to, there's, the, there's, kudos to their fans for cheering so hard after the match, too. Like, big ups oh, to you guys. Well, I mean, they knew that they'd seen something special. Yeah. And, um, and that, you know, unfortunately where, you know, and we'll talk about this more, obviously, even as the summer goes on, you know, Liverpool, this team ain't going nowhere. Tottenham, it looks like most of this team ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know, these are two teams that are being put together, hopefully for the long run. Right. For Ajax, this was like this golden moment. Yeah. You know, Barcelona are what they are at this point. Barcelona are kind of like a fading dynasty. Mm-hmm. Um. But, I mean, this Ajax was a supernova that just burned so brightly. And, I mean, we already know pretty much this is over. Yeah. So, I just – I hope they go on and win the Dutch League. And, you know, they'll have them a nice double this year. And, I mean, just an astounding run. Yeah. Against against so many odds, this astounding run to the, the Champions League uh, semifinals. I mean, be- beating beating Juventus, beating Real Madrid – uh, oh, yeah. And having and having to let's let's not forget having to go on the road in the second leg in, against both of those two teams and oh, yeah. and getting the wins there that oh phenomenal we'll talk we'll talk more we we we, uh-huh. we, we, we need to get the show on the road uh, and Jesse Sports we never stop uh, apparently Liverpool and Tottenham never will um, and of course Alicia's pills and things hey uh, Arsenal fans uh, those crying sweet salty tears tonight um, get yourself a body pillow. And suck it. Um, so big, I was just sick out Europa. Oh, God. There is one dude who has replied to, like, every one of Arlo White's tweets over the last 48 hours. Because I don't know if you know. <laughs> I don't know if you know this. You, you probably Arlo's do. Arlo's been very proficient. He's, he, he, big follow, if, in case you don't know, listening out there, Arlo White, uh, very professional when it comes to calling Premier League matches. And we all know he's a big, of course, Leicester City supporter uh, from right. when he grew up. But but when it comes to the international competitions, whether it be England, where, when he becomes a full England mark, or when it comes to like uh, the Champions League and Europa League, he's gonna pull for whoever's an England team. He he, mm-hmm. doesn't, he doesn't care at that point. He just wants to see England do well, and that's why it, it's always so weird when I see people reply to him when he makes a good comment about Liverpool or a good comment about Spurs. And it's like, well, you, you Leicester City fans aren't going to appreciate this. Like, fuck off. Who cares? It's it's the Champions League. You should pull for English teams. Um, but there's this, there's this one Arsenal fan on, on here who has been just so damn salty. Like, he has replied to every single one of Arlo's tweets. And it's just like, mm-hmm. dude, stop. Just stop, man. You're like, oh, God. Anyway, that's that's enough of that. Uh, but if you want, well, and, and, and they can't, they can't because Ed, you just you've got to understand right now where we sit right now. This is like a nightmare of epic proportions for so many people mm. because you know, especially the other London clubs don't like Tottenham, mm-hmm. and you know, according to what we hear, everyone hates Liverpool apparently. <laughs> <laughs> So I know uh, Jason, and we'll, we will get started. We promise. I, I, I have reveled on turning on the uh, old talk sport over the last few days. 
and Jason Cundy is just, he is in a living moment of hell. Because he was so giddy last week when both Liverpool and Tottenham lost. And then after Liverpool won, he made the comment. He was like, well, you know, I actually can beat Liverpool, so I'm not that worried about it. Oh. And, uh, you know, the, the other guy, suddenly can't remember his name. Uh, I think it's Andy Brazel. Uh, who is a diehard United fan who absolutely wants nothing of this, <laughs> said, said, well, have you thought about what would happen if it was Liverpool and Tottenham? And he just kind of said for a minute, oh, God, that would be horrible. <laughs> He's like, he said, well, who would you pull for? He's like, I, I can't pull for anyone in that match. <laughs> He's like, that would literally be my worst nightmare. <laughs> And then he said, that's all right, because I actually going to do it. I'll turn it on this afternoon after the match, and I, people are just lighting his ass up. Oh, that's great. And he really, he's like, I don't I don't have any reply to you. I don't really have anything to say. There's really nothing you can say after that. No. I mean, all your shit housing, and all they do is turn in, like, the two greatest comebacks in Champions League history. So. Oh, man. Um, I did. I did wonder when, I, as I was driving home, and I'm never gonna listen to talk sport because screw that. Um, but I did wonder because uh, when we went to the pub a few, what was it? God, it feels like a lifetime ago at this point. When did we go see? Uh, it was the last time our two sides played. Yeah, but when was it? I don't remember. Was that March? Maybe. I think it was March. Okay. So and that happened, and and as we came back to that to the house, to, oh, because you're also gonna talk uh, Captain Marvel, I think. Um, uh-huh. uh, and, and you told me about the, the gentleman who, who cried talking about Tottenham. <laughs> I just have to wonder where that man is tonight. Oh. <laughs> Cause you know, he paid so much money to go to all the away matches. I'm oh. sure he was there. I hope so for his sake. I hope he was. I hope he didn't oh. miss it. This would not have been the one to miss, yeah. but you know, knowing that guy, he, he might have left at halftime. So who knows? God. All right. Uh, Back to the point, if you need a pillow, please visit Alicia's Pillows and Things on Facebook um, or Things. And uh, visit NGC Sports because they have some great deals on Alicia's Pillows and Things uh, merchandise there. All right, let's do this. Uh, that was Prem- the longest read ever. God, it was. Um, Premier League. Uh, what happened? Uh, Friday night football, uh, Ben Mee scored an own goal and Seamus Coleman scored a normal goal. Everton won 2-0. Hopefully you guys just... Fancy a nil-nil draw this weekend, so that'd be fun. Um, but they beat Burnley 2-0 on Friday, so that happened. Uh, West Ham beat Southampton 3-0. Uh, Marco Anatovic with a brace there. Wolves, uh, and we'll talk a little bit about Wolves later, but just, again, Wolves, tremendous season for them. Uh, this time, a goal in the second fifth minute from um, Leonard, Leander Dendonker, which is probably one of the greatest names in English football. Dendonker? Ah, uh, he would look. Anyway, um, just fantastic Wolves, another big win, uh, even if it's against a relegated Fulham. Every win for Wolves this year is a big win. Just uh, so you know, I've bought Den Donker before on FIFA. Mm-hmm. He's really when good. I, when, I man- when I manage Leeds, uh, I bought <laughs> Den Donker. He's, he's great, and he's got a great name. Yeah. Um, Palace and Cardiff played. I, I hesitate to call it entertaining in light of everything that's happened. Um, but hey, 3-2. Uh, Palace gets the win there. Uh, Mishi Bachwai, good for you, back on the scoreboard. And uh, Andrus Townsend, who I'm sure has done his fair share of celebrating tonight as well. Uh, he scored to help Palace on their way to Cardiff. Which we should mention, uh, 
pretty much eliminated Cardiff uh, from from being able to stay above water in the Premier League. So Cardiff will be going back down to the championship next season. Um, which means, of course, um, that Brighton, Brighton will be staying up uh, thanks to a Glenn Murray 61st minute penalty. They draw at Arsenal 1-1 because that's how this top six race works, I guess. Um, Obama Yang with the early penalty, Murray with the penalty on the hour. Arsenal gets the 1-1 draw at home, and it Wes, it's just so weird. We talked so much about Arsenal's schedule and how hard it would be towards the end here with how many road matches they would have to play in their abysmal road record this season in the Prem. Um, and, of course, they do lose at the Molyneux to Wolves. They do lose to Leicester. But then with, with what happened to Tottenham, Tottenham lost on a last-minute Nathan Aki goal when they were down nine men for the entire second half, by the way. Um so this is like, okay, perfect time for Arsenal to jump back in this. And at home, they draw 1-1. And it's just like, are you serious? You you had the perfect opportunity to get within a point. And you oh. draw Brighton, who had basically already secured safety because of Cardiff's loss on Saturday. And you can't beat Brighton at home. I, oh my God, I don't understand. I mean, it's, is it the poison chalice? Is that what's what's doing it? They really want to drink from it, I guess. I I mean, they're they're all in? I guess they they, they almost are completely all in. Very, it's very, very close. I mean, Uh, at this point, that's kind of their... Last rally. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I understand what you mean. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, you are correct. Um, um, you know, um, just one of those things. And I just, I do want to make one uh, thing that I'm going to steal from Raj. Go for it. Yeah, steal from Raj. Uh, you know, this past Saturday, um, the Kentucky Derby is always, you know, uh, promoted as the most exciting two minutes in sports. Mm-hmm. Those people obviously have never seen a Juan Foyth substitution. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Juan Foyth! What oh. are you? Oh man! Oh sweet Juan! It was very, it was very Gerard esque. <laughs> see, see, after today, after today, there's much more levity. Yeah, <laughs> it's, said, fine. Gives a, it's, gives a <laughs> it's fine. Well, and not only that, because also because with the Arsenal draw, with the United. Giving up a also a 60th minute goal to Huddersfield. To Huddersfield. They draw Huddersfield 1-1, which officially knocks them out of Champions League contention. Uh, Isaac Mbenza with the great goal there. Um, so, so here's where we stand. By the way, also, Chelsea, the only team in the last couple of weeks that has actually taken care of business. They get a fairly routine yeah. 3-0 win against Watford thanks to three second half goals. Um so, so they they They're took straight. they took care of business. Um, so this is we'll really quickly before we get to the how the top two teams did because we'll actually talk about those matches some. Um, so we take a look at the at the table. Uh, so again, Brighton at the bottom of your heart, the relegation zone, of course. Brighton is now five points clear of Cardiff. They're good to go. They're 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 solid. Uh, so your relegated teams will be Cardiff, Fulham, and Huddersfield. Um, Manchester United is at sixty six points. They cannot finish top four. 
They might as well be relegated at this point. <laughs> I mean, they might as well be relegated from the Europa <laughs> League. Just give Wolves their spot. Um, so it comes down to uh, Chelsea is officially in. Uh, they they haven't locked in third, but they have locked in either third or fourth. One of those two. Um, but right now they sit third. So it comes down to Tottenham and Arsenal. Uh, Tottenham with either a win or a draw or an Arsenal draw or loss or a Tottenham loss and an Arsenal win that does not make up the eight goal differential that currently exists between the two clubs puts Tottenham into the Champions League. No, doesn't matter what they do in the final against <sighs> Liverpool. Tottenham go through. Um, so that's that's the only scenario where Tottenham doesn't go through, which is why, hey, you know what? As, as somebody put on Reddit, hey, Everton, how about, you know, we just get some popcorn out on Sunday, have a few Cokes, we have a beautiful new stadium, beautiful new TV screens. We'll throw up Netflix. We'll watch some. We'll we'll watch uh, Infinity War since it's out on Netflix now. We'll put that on the screen. We'll spend two hours. We'll go home nil nil. How does it sound? How's it sound, boys? How's I I think that sounds great. So um, we'll see. Uh, so Tottenham not officially in the Champions League top four wise yet, but they are very very. Very, very close. And of I mean, course, it, would take, it would take something even more epic than what they did today to not help. Shh. Um, it, also, <laughs> it also does also require uh, Arsenal beating Burnley on the road. Um, which, you know, Burnley is already tough kind of at home. Uh, and Arsenal's away record, again, not very good. So, again, a, a Tottenham win or draw and none of it even matters. Or an Arsenal draw or loss and nothing matters. So... That's that's where we stand there. So, now to the top two. Let's start with Liverpool. Uh, because they were the servers, I guess, playing earlier in the match week. Um, and so, uh, The first time in forever we played before City. So. Yes. Um, this was the late Saturday match. Um, this was the, I think, a 2.30 starts? 1.30? Um, 2.45. 2.45. Um, at, at St. James Park, Rafa Benitez trying to, uh, to put a dent in the hopes of his former club, uh, for their title chances in the Premier League. Uh, but Virgil van Dijk came out with an early goal in the 13th minute that was somewhat surprisingly answered just a few minutes later by Christian Atsu of Newcastle. Uh, and then that was answered just a few minutes later by Mo Salah and Liverpool took the 2-1 lead into the half. But some great team play about 10 minutes after the restart. Got uh, Solomon Rondon free on goal. And he was able to put it in and make it 2-2. And then, as we all know, we all expected, no one ever doubted, it was Diva Corrigi who come, come the hour, come the Diva. This, the start of maybe Diva Corrigi's best week ever. Um, oh, Jesus. With, the, start of, the start of him never buying another meal in, <laughs> on Mercy's time for the rest of his life. Oh, as long as it's the red side of Mercy. Um, wow. 86th minute goal. Puts Liverpool back up on top of the league for the moment. And what was essentially a must-get goal. Because if the match ends 2-2 and Liverpool only picks up a point... City with a win essentially clinches the Premier League again. Mm-hmm. It would have to be one of those things where loss, draw, right. make up goal differential thing. Right. Um, so this was, Wes, an absurdly important goal to keep their title race alive. 
Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, for a for a Liverpool team that has been so mentally tough all season, and that's really as we'll get to as we keep going. In the, yeah. uh, I think that is the absolute hallmark of this Liverpool team. However, tr- however many trophies they do or don't come home with, mm-hmm. I mean, you you have sat through seasons with me of Liverpool literally just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, knowing how amazing a time we could have and then how it would all just fall apart later. And mental toughness is the hallmark of this club. Mm. Uh, one premier league loss this season, and it was literally by millimeters Mm. at the team that is maybe the greatest premier league side of all time at this point. Yeah. Um, you look at, you know, we talked last week about Liverpool's propensity for picking up points late, and they just, they do it again. The late goals that this team have scored that have put them over the top. Um, the moments that have highlighted this race. And then, I mean, you look at Divock Origi, and we won't even get into Tuesday night quite yet. Um, but basically, Origi has three Premier League goals this season. One was to beat Everton at the death. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was in just a blowout of, I think, Huddersfield, which I mean, that was what it was. Is there Huddersfield or Brighton? It didn't matter. It was in a 5-0. And then the other one was to beat Newcastle to give us a chance on the last day of the season. Then, as I said, two more big ones came. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's just the mentality that's been drilled into Liverpool this year. Jurgen Klopp has taught us that we're going to play through the ab- we're going to play through the absolute final whistle. No matter what's going on, no matter what's happening, we're going to play through the final whistle. And this team has taken it to heart. And with a group of guys where you've got players who aren't playing as much as they want to be. Um, you've got guys who are sitting on the bench who are used to playing. I mean, you look at the likes of a, you know, uh, Simon Mignolet, a, uh, a, a Moreno, um, even, um, oh God, I'm suddenly blanking on the best defender in the world. Oh, Dejan Lovren. I'm looking at Dejan Lovren. You know, <laughs> guys like Joe Gomez, who started the season so good, but since coming back has found it really hard to get on the field. You've you've got guys who they have Liverpool have a bunch of players who sacrifice for the good of the club this year, for the good of the side. Um and they have stayed focused when the time has come, they've been ready. You know, guys like Divock Origi, I mean, he he certainly at his age and at this point of his career, he has not played nearly as much this year as he wanted as he would have wanted to. Mm-hmm. And yet he's come in at massive moments where we had to have something and he's been there and he's done it. And that just, that just shows the grit that shows what this Liverpool team is made of. And Tuesday night, just put that into even starker contrast. But in this match, I mean, here's Divock Origi. He's in literally only because Mohamed Salah gets concussed mm-hmm. about 15 minutes before. That's the only reason he's in this match. Ball falls to him. 
he puts it in. Not only that, um, you know, Virgil van Dyke is being hailed uh, for being the one, you know, 99 times out of 100, that's Trent putting one in from that distance, from that range, putting in the outswinger and seeing what happens. Virgil looks at it and says, no, no, no. Um, you know, Shakiri, go take this kick. We need that left-footed in swinger. We need something going toward the goal. And lo and behold, bam, mm. there it is right off the head of uh, Origi, um, off the head of Lascellas and into the goal. I mean, it, God, City just, City need to do what they're destined to do, which is drop a damn point. <laughs> because damn it, destiny is so there for us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've been saying all year, I'm like, man, this is this is the shit that happens when you win the Premier League. And Liverpool are sitting here with the chance at 97 points. They've had all these, you know, highlight reel moments this year of, you know, when you look at the video in 20 years, oh, these are the moments that championships are forged out of. The the shocking win at, against Everton, you know, the, the late uh, own goal against Spurs, you know, all the places where they pulled these three points out of their ass. But damn it, no, City's sitting right there and refusing to lose. That that is the weird thing, cause and it's and it's something I was gonna ask you, tied to something you mentioned earlier, cause mm-hmm. it's you're you talk about we we've sat through seasons with Liverpool, and it's and it's been waiting for the other shoe to drop, and and I can't imagine what it's like to cheer for a team this close to a title who may not win the title, and there's no other shoe that actually drops. It's just. Yeah, I mean, if the other shoe dropped, it was the loss back in January, like like January the second. Yeah, yeah, that's our only freaking loss. That was that was the shoe dropping was was like five months ago, and that that's got to be so weird to just. I mean, I guess I guess if you really want to get on it and say, you know, yeah, we've had some draws. Mm You know, the United draw, the Everton draw, right. the Leicester draw. But, I mean, shit happens. I mean, you draw some matches. If you score 97 points, you're supposed to win the league. <laughs> I know. I oh. At this point, with our goal haul, we have won the Premier League every year but two. I believe Chelsea scored 95 one year. And, of course, City with their 100 last year. Mm-hmm. And now we're freaking sitting on score on ninety seven on potentially ninety seven points and not win the league. It is just it, it's mind boggling. I mean, it's not even one of those where I'm pissed about it mm-hmm. because I mean, ha, you know, you can't be pissed at City because they just keep winning. They're doing yeah. exactly what they're supposed to do. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they're, you know, I mean, it's I don't know. It, it's not like it's a bunch of dodgy officiating and shit. I mean, it's just they're getting the job done. Yeah, I believe I, I remember. Mad at a team that's just getting the job done. I think I remember from our, one of Arlo's tweets. I believe if City do win this weekend and win the league, it would be on. It would be a fourteen match win streak to end this season. I mean, who wins their last fourteen? That's crazy. I mean, we've won. We've won our last eight. We're on as we're on as good a run as you're supposed to be on to end the season. We won our last eight. Mm-hmm. But. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they they've won thirteen in a row. <laughs> Jesus, like you know? 
I don't know. I guess, I guess if there's any match besides the city match, you could actually point to and be like, well, there's there's that draw at West Ham 1-1. Or, I, I, don't, I don't know, maybe maybe drawing Arsenal early in the season 1-1 at Arsenal. Yeah, but I mean, you're, uh, you're at this point, picking on draws is yeah, nitpicking. is so, so nitpicking. I know. You can't. I mean, it's so like, you can't. I mean, once again, with the draws, 97 points. Oh, my God. Would would be, if if Liverpool score 97 and win the league, will be the second highest point haul in league history. Mm-hmm. And if we end up with the third highest point haul in league history and City just happened to hit the second, I mean, what can you do? Literally nothing. A ball that John Stones cleared millimeters off the line. That's the difference in the race. Well, and it's it's the it's the difference in the race because on Monday Night Football on NBC Sports, City went out and did their job, nerves and all, against a very game Leicester City team. Uh, it was nil nil for so long, and then Vincent Company, who this this entire podcast and former show organization has been named after in a weird right. ironic twist, like five years ago. Um, just hits an absolute rocket from about 30 yards out. And it's just like, uh, and, and, and you talk about these moments, these championship moments that you put on the DVD, these moments that are forged in the mat. And this is just like, well, you, you see what happens to Liverpool to on Saturday. And then you see this and you're like, I, I don't know what side destiny is actually on at this point. Like, it's almost like Destiny just said, fuck it, I'm out. You guys just play and see what happens. I'm I'm, I'm done. I can't do this. Like, this this is absurd. So, City, again, with, I believe, this might be their fifth 1-0 win in a row. I'm going to check that real quick because I might be talking out of my ass. Um, It's three out of their last four were 1-0. It was Mm -hmm. 1-0 to Tottenham, 1-0 at Burnley, 1-0 against Leicester. Uh, along with a 2-0 win against United. Again, this is a 14-match win streak they're on. Again, 13-match right now, 14 if they finish it off against Brighton. Um, But... And and about that, I mean, just so so much again, you know, when you look at the company shot, that's the first shot he's taken from outside the box since 2014. Yep. Has never scored from outside the box. Has you know, is not known as a goal scorer anyway. Mm. His first goal of the season. Um, I mean, just, oh my God. I mean, it's just absolute insanity. Um, as he's winding up for this shot, you know, Aguero and Sterling are screaming, no, no, no. <laughs> um, you know, as, as far as, as far as City, that is like the most un Pep Guardiola goal that you can think of. Oh yeah, you know if, if that had been a Pep Guardiola goal, instead of winding up and hitting a screamer, he would have slid that through two defenders, and Sterling would have caught it running across the goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that's how they're supposed to score. And here in this moment where you could now you could really see it on Monday night, there were nerves for City. Oh yeah, absolutely. 
Um, they were really feeling the pressure. And, man, give it to Lester. Lester came and played. Mm-hmm. Lester did not show fear. They didn't try to sit back and just absorb. Mm-hmm. Lester were not there for a nil-nil. Lester were there to try to win a match. Hey, hey, Kalichi and Acho, and what would have been a very turn tw- twist of irony, uh, former Man City player mm-hmm. had a chance to, to equalize and just fucking blew it. He did, but you know, Vardy and company, man, they can't they, the bro- the brunch he's trying to get he's he so desperately it. trying to get his statue outside of Anfield. <laughs> he almost did it he was very I mean, close how magnificent would it have been to erect the statue of Klopp standing there with arms crossed with a big smile and then just have Brendan like a little likeness of Brendan captain behind him going hello everyone hello everyone it's I it's Brendan he just I've come to envelopes. win oh here's me envelope Oh, you know what? You know what would have been even better is if, um, if if they had won it, and then Brendan had walked into the city locker room carrying three envelopes and said, <laughs> "Raheem, I told you you're in that envelope." <laughs> oh, it would have been gorgeous. But anyway, didn't happen. That was just my little pipe dream. But um, that's fine. You know, it, it was. I mean, give it to City. I, I can't. I can't be mad. I'm not mad at City right now. I can't be mad at City. I mean, they're just they're. They're doing what they've got to do. Liverpool are doing what they've got to do. City are doing what they've got to do. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just you can't get mad at them for not blinking. It's it's just it's frustrating. Yeah. Oh yeah. But but it's not anything to induce anger. It's just two of what will go down as two of the best Premier League teams for one season of all time battling it out to the absolute wire. And it's it's crazy. And and, and City's actually going down as. <laughs> maybe the best multi-season Premier League yeah. team ever. I I, I mean, mean e- even if they even if they don't win it, right. I I think you can make the argument that they are the best multi. I mean, <laughs> if, if they lose, if they lose, they're at a hundred and ninety-five points over two seasons. I don't think anyone. I, I don't think anyone's ever had. I think maybe one other squads had back-to-back ninety-point seasons. Um, in the Premier League, I don't even know if anyone's ever done. It's ever done back to back ninety points. Let's see. Let's see if I can. And, and I'll let you look real quick and try to figure that out. But if City go not only the first ever hundred point season, mm-hmm. but then back it up with a ninety eight point season, sweet Jesus! Averaging ninety nine points over two seasons. Yeah, that's I pretty mean, good. What can you do? And then to get taken to the last. On uh, on that second one, I mean, it's it's absolute, it's insane, man. It uh, is absolutely insane. I am trying to find a handy table that would show me Premier League winners because I assume it would have to be Premier League winners that would do it. Um, yeah, and uh, uh, with... throwing the nineties up back to back and losing. <laughs> yeah. We'll see next year, I guess. Yeah, we'll see next year. Um, and I'm just having trouble finding a site that will tell me there who. That's all right, man. Because I'm, I'm right. just, I'm just gonna fine. go with it. No one's ever done it. Sure, why not? I, no one's ever done it. Um, I mean, it's just. Uh, you know what we talked about in the priest. I think a lot of people thought, you know, if anyone's gonna challenge City, it's gonna be Liverpool. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's happened. Well, then you've just got to assume after a hundred points. Well, after anyone wins the title, they always there's always a. There's always some backslide. Mm-hmm. 
you you never put together that kind of campaign back to back. And for City, yeah, okay, they backslid and they could be a whole two freaking points different. I mean, oh, all right. Oh, well, I can tell you the last uh, set here. Uh, Chelsea hit ninety three in the uh-huh. sixteen seventeen season, uh-huh. uh, and the. The 90-point winner before that was United in 08-09. They hit 90. Yeah. So, yeah, just anyone scoring 90. I mean, 90 doesn't happen every year. <laughs> well, just think about this. When City won the title, when they were going back and forth with United to the last day, they uh-huh. hit 89. Yeah. Like, oh. And it was, a hu- it was a huge one for them to pull 89. It was a huge season. I'm, I'm just, it's insanity. It is absolute insanity that someone is not going to lift the Premier League trophy on Sunday. Oh, boy. Well, and more than likely, it's going to be us. I mean, you yeah. know, to be all true, because, you know, I, I mean, I, I have no doubts that we can go handle our business. It's going to be a tough match against Wolves, no doubt. But, I mean, I see Liverpool handling their business. It's just, it's, sure don't see Brighton beating, beating, uh, beating, City. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the whole thing. And, and Even though I, do, I do, I do have this great idea that uh, <laughs> Brighton fans should all sell their tickets to Liverpool fans <laughs> who aren't going to be in the Wolves match, and we just go basically take over and uh, bring the Anfield, uh, you know, bring that Anfield um, theater with us. Oh man, that would see be if insane. we can see if we can get under. Oh god, I mean, how crazy? See, like. However big Brighton's feel, let's say 40,000 red shirts. Oh, shit. (laughs) Just, like, bang for your blood. Oh, man. Um, Well, that is how it looks for this Sunday, Championship Sunday. Uh, Everybody plays at 10 a.m. across a variety of NBC networks. Uh, Interestingly enough, Liverpool will actually be on NBC, uh, the main channel, with Man City being on NBC Sports. Whatever that means. Yeah. It is what it is. Well, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say much. I mean, NBC Sports yeah. has been the flagship, so you mm-hmm. know, NBC Sports and NBC. I mean, those are the two big ones, and mm-hmm. uh, you obviously that's the biggest race right now. So yeah, absolutely. Um, the other matches include uh, Leicester City Chelsea. Uh, that matches matters a little bit for Chelsea just to win. That would guarantee them top. Uh, would guarantee them third. Uh, Manchester United versus Cardiff doesn't really matter. Southampton versus Huddersfield same. Uh, Palace, Bournemouth, same. Watford, uh, West Ham, same. Fulham, Newcastle, same. Uh, and then, of course, Burnley, Arsenal, as well as Tottenham, Everton. Those matter because, again, Tottenham, win or draw, they go automatically to the Champions League. Arsenal, draw or loss, Tottenham goes to the Champions League. Uh, and then Brighton and Hove will be hosting Man City. Liverpool will be hosting Wolves. Um, and, yeah, like that's, that's, that's a really interesting thing because Brighton – is the easier of the two opponents, but oh, you have to go so. to Brighton. So right. uh, it's, it's interesting. I think if it was, if think if both teams were home, I'd favor city very heavily, oh, but, yeah. but hey. I mean, the city are still favored very heavily. Yes. But, no, if any, if there's any little niggle out there that we can hold on to, it's that it's on the road. Absolutely. So that is, that is scheduled all matches at 10 AM this Sunday. And I have heard that if if City wins, they will be presented with a real trophy. 
if Liverpool wins, they will be presented with a fake, although very identical trophy, and then will be given the real trophy like a week later. So give us a real trophy. There you go. That's that's how that works. Um, Don't worry, we'll, we'll definitely find a reason to uh, throw a fit with the FA. Somehow we'll blame the FA for that. So. Of course. Uh, what's the media don't have two real Premier League trophies? Oh, you kiss our ass, the FA. You kiss our ass. Oh man. All right. It's Champions League time. Champions. These are the champions, and they're actually the champions, sort of. Oh man. I. It's still. I. I told. I texted you this earlier. I still can't believe it. I. I, I, I don't know. It happened. The, these are things that occurred. Uh, I did. I did say. I did say. I wanted to go on the record. Not that I thought it would happen, but I did bring up magical nights at Anfield, magical European nights at Anfield on last week's podcast. I, I, I did well, say. I mean, you're, I mean, you know, anyone who does a footy podcast as we do, you're kind of contractually obligated <laughs> to say the words, you know. You know, a European night at Anfield, Anfield magic on a European night. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's just, it's how, it's how you have to roll because they've got, they've got so many of them. Mm-hmm. You go all the way back to, um, you know, playing against Inter in the mid sixties, the first time we've been in Europe, you know, you go back to Stan Etienne in 77, um, you know, Stevie G against um, Olympiacos in 2000, in the 2005 Group stage, just to, just to get us out of the group stage. Mm-hmm. Um, you go back to the magic night, you know, where we blitzed City and we blitzed uh, Roma a year ago. You go back to Chelsea, 2005, with the ghost goal from Luis Garcia. I mean, there are so many of those nights under the Anfield lights in Europe. And then this one comes and just blows all of those straight to hell at this point. I, I, I'm going to set it up as best I can. Um, for, for the second straight season, Barcelona throws away a Champions League knockout stage lead on the road. That, that is absurd. Um, but... This was a Liverpool team who just came out and wanted it more. And from the first goal by by that man, Divac Origi, in the seventh minute, Barca looked shaken. And it was very, very evident that they might not have it in them this night. Now, to be fair, it went to the half still 1-0 Liverpool, 3-1 Barcelona on aggregate. And... Luis Suarez nearly got the away goal in stoppage time in the first half. That would have, in all in all truth, effectively ended the tie probably at that point. I know I know what happened this first today. I know I know, but uh, it, it 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 seems like if Liverpool could have just gotten or sorry if Barcelona could have just gotten that one away goal right at the end of the first half, maybe that's it. Um, but they didn't. Uh, Liverpool struck. Twice in the 54th and 56th minutes, uh, just a few minutes apart from Lucas Moura's goals. Uh, and hey, Ed, yeah, you know, my favorite thing about the 54th and 56th minutes, what's that? Those are the exact times that we struck twice. 
on that fateful night in Istanbul. You know, I was waiting for you to bring that one up, and then I was like, oh, wait, I realized that wasn't actually at Anfield, and there there it is. That's how it gets slipped right. into the conversation. Um, so that made it 3-3, and it was all it's play for, and, and Barcelona tried. They, they still had possession, but they were just completely wasteful in the final third. And then 79th minute, magic, Liverpool win it. And and funny story, um, they talk about, you know, it's it's I, I, I was reading some stuff about it. Um, they, they talk about how you can't practice those sorts of um, of set pieces off corners and stuff. And I, I had a, I read a little story about this. Somebody did some very good reporting. I, um, I, I believe this is in Telegraph. Um, so during the first leg, or, or at least in review of the first leg match, uh, the coaching staff of Liverpool noticed that nearly every time a foul was given against Barcelona, they would whine and complain, even if it was super obvious. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they they would just whine and complain, and that's kind of what happened on this Liverpool set piece. And they and the 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 coaching staff was like, hey, if you have a chance to take something quick take it quick because they will be caught out of position. Also, whoever uh, is whatever, whatever member of the staff instructs the ball boys, mm-hmm. the ball boys were told if a ball goes out of play to get a new one into a Liverpool player immediately, like as soon and as quickly yep. as possible. And so when people say you can't, there's no scouting for that. There's no way to, to, to draw that up. Yeah, actually there is. Yeah, it's it's called doing your job and finding finding ways to to break through. And to be fair, when you're down 3-0 going home, you have to find things like this. You have to find ways to beat one of the best teams in the world. And that's one of the ways. So that's that's my little interjection of story. Um but I will I will leave the rest of this to you cuz this is this is your time, my friend. That young man's name is Oakley Cannoneer. Mm-hmm. Was the young ball boy who got the ball Trent mm-hmm. from the corner. He's being lauded on uh, on Merseyside as well today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, you know, it's Liverpool, so now we've canonized the 14-year-old <laughs> ball boy <laughs> for his role in, in the goal. Man, ball boys um, have had a big year this year. I remember, we were, I think it was against Watford or Wolves when uh, one of our ball boys was playing keep away with the, with the players who were trying to wind down the clock. Oh, this is great. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, my goodness. Um, Origi scored in the seventh minute. That gave us, you, you know... It's an easy one to say, you know, I love a good cliche, but mm-hmm. you know, you can't score four till you score one. Yeah. And, you know, Origi got us going in the seventh minute. And from there, Anfield was a cauldron. And from there, it stuck the fire. And that crowd last night just absolutely lifted the squad. Um, they sang their hearts out. They were a hundred percent in on everything. And, you know, here it is. You come to Liverpool a week ago at the camp now, you know, 98,000 fans there. I I don't think the fans shook Liverpool at all. I think Mm -hmm. Liverpool just couldn't fucking finish anything last week. Mm -hmm. You come back to Anfield, 54,000. 
are louder than the 98,000. And Barcelona was shook. Legit shook. Um, they... A week ago, just going back on, Liverpool very unlucky. Mm-hmm. Liverpool deserved a goal. They, just, they deserved a couple of goals. Don't get me wrong. We gave up our share, no doubt. Liverpool deserved at least one. Didn't get it. Um, this week... This past Tuesday night, the crowd was all up in Barcelona. Uh, Suarez and Coutinho had early chances. And Allison stood up on them. Um, there was a moment early in the match where Fabinho just absolutely demolished Messi. Took the yellow card gladly. Um, stood over and kind of, as you see the picture now, of course you can throw whatever context you want in it. But it was basically a look of, you know, get ready, big boy. You're in our house tonight, and this is what it's going to be like. You know, we're not we're not giving you anything easy tonight. Messi was as ineffective as I've ever seen Messi. Mm-hmm. Part of that was just he couldn't get the ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah especially in the second half, Liverpool just completely denied him the ball. Um, you know, Andy Robertson having to come off at halftime with an injury. Uh, kind of forced the hand to have to bring on Jeannie Vinaldum. Mm-hmm. That worked out pretty well. Yeah. 54th, 56th minute. Um, the second one, the place went nuts. The third one, it almost exploded. And on the fourth one, it almost melted the steel of Anfield. Um, something we have not even mentioned thus far in this. Oh, yeah, we didn't have Sala or Firmino. <laughs> Neither one of them, you know, you're, you're two of your big three, you know, the guy who a year ago set the world on fire and this year still has a chance to win the golden boot. Didn't have either of them, neither of them even available. Um, you know, no Navi Keita who had come on so big of late. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a Liverpool team that was, I mean, they were hanging on by chewing gum and paper clips. I mean, you're starting Divock Origi. You're starting Divock Origi and Zerdan Shiri. <laughs> you know, two guys who just haven't really sniffed the field that much, especially in the second half of the season. And they just come up and they come up huge. Um and those those last few minutes just, you know, hearing that Anfield crowd kept pushing them and pushing them and pushing them. When we got that fourth goal, I just I completely lost my nervousness. My nerves were gone at that point because I was like, "We've seen it tonight. They're not scoring. Mm-hmm. They can do what they want. Messi can try what he wants. Suarez can try his little shit house crap. They're not scoring tonight." Um, Allison was in. Allison showed why we paid sixty five million pounds for a goalkeeper. <laughs> um, you know, especially denied Suarez early, denied out break and it was you know of all the great nights this is this is the greatest this is the greatest european night ever at anfield mm-hmm. i mean to overturn a barcelona team who have the best player in the world who are still the maybe the dying embers of the greatest team in the world but were were at this point the odds on favor to win this competition comfortably mm-hmm to go in to turn that over, to do it in front of our home fans, to do it without, basically without um, Keita, Oxlade-Chamberlain, um, 
Firmino, Salah, and Robertson after the half. It was it was absolutely incredible. You know, it looked like Jordan Henderson. It looked like Jordan he had gotten just demolished in the first half. Mm-hmm. He gets up and you know they they wanted to take him out. Basically, he couldn't feel his patella, and he said, "There's no way I'm coming out. You know, get the fuck off me. Get let me back in. I'm not." Mm-hmm. I mean, it was Liverpool wanted it more. Liverpool were willing to run the extra sprint, were willing to go the extra mile, were willing to, you know, sweat the extra sweat, bleed the extra blood. And Barca just were not, they were not willing to do everything it took to win. Mm-hmm. Liverpool were willing to do every single thing it took to win, and they were rewarded for it on the night. And for the second consecutive season, we will play for the ultimate prize in Europe. And I think this uh, this cements what Jurgen Klopp has wanted to do with this side. And this is a side that ain't going nowhere. Um, and they're going to lose a few players over the summer, but it's not anybody that let's put it that way. They're not losing. Mm-hmm. Um, there is, you know, potentially ninety-seven points in the league, potentially a European Cup championship. And I don't think this team has peaked. Mm-hmm. Other than Milner, they're all under 30. All either in their prime or entering their prime. Fucking Trent Alexander-Arnold, that was maybe the smartest play you will ever see mm-hmm. <laughs> at this stage of the competition. Maybe the smartest, most heads-up play. He's fucking 20. He's about to play in his second European final. He's playing the World Cup. He's 20. Or he didn't pay a fucking penny for him because he came to the academy. So, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy the team Klopp's put together. Because, yes, don't get me wrong, there has been some money. You know, when you look at um, Van Dyke, you look at um, Allison, especially, you look at Kada, you look at Fabinho, there's been some money spent. But Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp have taken a lot of guys that, other teams maybe didn't want mm-hmm. or had kind of flamed out or just hadn't lived up to what they, you know, hadn't lived up to it. And he's built a, he's built a star. He's built a powerhouse. And I think um, very deservingly, very deservingly over two legs, Liverpool deserved to come out. Yeah. And, um, and they get there, they got their reward on the night and uh, now they get a uh, they trip to Madrid. And um, and I, I believe last year was the year of hold my beer. I think is. <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh, we had a holdover because because this this season started last year, so we had one one last hold my beer. Apparently, I was waiting for us this year because and I I do want to pull this up real quick um, as I was going through. Uh, the report on the official UEFA page. I'm going to try to pull this up very quickly because I did uh, actually end up, unfortunately, losing the tab. So I'm going to try to pull this up very quickly. Uh, Matthew Howarth, who was the uh, Liverpool reporter um, uh, for uh, UEFA.com and who was covering Liverpool in the night, um, wrote uh, or had this piece from The Telegraph. Uh, where the Telegraph writes, quote, 
the history of this great club in European football may never be the same again. No team does this in the second leg of a Champions League semifinal without wondering if the hand of destiny is not ushering them down an alternative path to glory to the one they have chased all season. And to that I say, hold my beer. Hold my Because there's another team. It's it's so weird. Gary Lineker uh, drops drops a tweet at uh, at halftime of of this Ajax Tottenham second leg when when Ajax has gone up now on aggregate three nil on Tottenham and goes well that's a, that's a second one for Ajax on the night. Uh, don't can't think of another team that's come back from down three nil in the second leg of a Champions League tie. So I guess Spurs are done here. Oh, I. Wow. It it was an amazing night at the Johan Cruyff Arena in Amsterdam as as Ajax took the match by the stru- the scruff of the neck for the second straight match Tottenham comes out flat in the first half of a Champions League semifinal and then again in the second half turns it all around in the first leg they were not rewarded with a goal and in the second leg they were rewarded with three from Lucas fucking Mora of all people who has come on Harry Kane not playing injured Luke Mora has been the guy that was kind of shunted off a lot of the time when Harry Kane was playing comes on and just puts in an absolutely perfect performance in the second half um Lucas gets a goal in the 55th a goal in the 59th and then a goal in the 96th minute at 95-01. Lucas Morris scores the third to put Tottenham Hotspur into the final. 3-3 on aggregate. Oh, second straight uh, knockout round. They win on away goals. Uh, which, hey, is pretty ironic when uh, we also could have made a League Cup final on away goals if, you know, that rule was still in this year. Uh, so that's fun to think about um but enough of that because this night is solely about the champions league semifinal and the amazing work that tottenham put in to get back into this match um in some ways the job was easier for spurs coming into this one uh being down only one nil after the first leg to liverpool's three nil but facing down three nil with 45 minutes left to play uh, seemed like an almost impossible hill to climb, especially the way Spurs looked in the first half again. But they found a way. They got the first um, pretty quickly, and then again, four minutes later, on a scramble in the box, Lucas gets his second. And then on a play that, hey, if you had told me this... Okay, first of all, if you had told me Tottenham was going to make it to the Champions League final on a 96th-minute goal from Lucas like five months ago, I would have told you you were insane. And if you had told me that in addition to that, the play would have started by a perfect Musa Sissoko pass upfield that Fernando Lorente wins and taps off perfectly, I, I would have called you a fucking whack job because there's no way that's happening. But Fernando Lorente, who came on in the second half, has ended up being one of the most important players to Tottenham this second half of the season, especially without Kane. 
Um, he scored the goal in the the aforementioned Chelsea match uh, that they when they played the second leg of the League Cup semifinal. That was able to get it to penalties. He scored the the eventual winner against City a round ago. Uh, he scored some big goals in the league, and now he helps set up the biggest goal in Tottenham Hotspur Champions League history. I, it's remarkable what this team has done with so many injuries, with so much uncertainty about the stadium throughout the entire season. With such a poor form in the Premier League leading up to this, to come out with the Spurs Spursy tag around their neck after that first forty-five minutes to put in that kind of a performance in the second half is utterly remarkable. Um, the last thing I'll, I'll mention on this: Tottenham um, becomes the first team to get one point in their first three group stage matches and reach the Champions League final. Um, I believe, and you can check, you can fact check me, of course, on this, Liverpool had one point in 2007-8 in their first three matches and made the semifinal, but did mm-hmm. not make the final. Right. Okay, so that right. is... Yeah, that was uh, Chelsea not about... Okay, so that is... That that is now the all time record, I guess. That's a really weird record to have, but that is one point again, one point in their first three matches. Took a Chucky Lozano goal from Eindhoven to draw uh, Milan, that made it so Spurs could even get out of the group. Then they have to they cruise by Dortmund, which nobody's gonna remember because this season's been insane and. That was super easy for some reason. <laughs> um, hey, what, what do you know? A team holding on to a 3-0 lead. Crazy. Um, then the absolute bonkersness that was the Man City tie. The craziness that was this Ajax tie. And now you just have to wonder what they're going to do for the encore to their encore in Madrid. Um, because that's where they're headed. And hey... The way Harry Kane sprinted during that celebration, I, yeah, that ankle's looking pretty good, as as BT Sport pointed <laughs> out on Twitter. So uh, I I don't know this this was a night to remember for all Spurs fans. I the Spursy label will never be gone. They they could fall in the final one nil or two one to Liverpool, and people will call it Spursy. People will call them bottlers, and those people are assholes. To anyone that actually matters, the Spursy label might have actually died tonight. And of anything that comes away this season, if if we can assume that Tottenham takes care of business and, and more insanity doesn't happen this weekend, we are looking at a Tottenham team that's going to finish top four, it was penalties away from a League Cup final, and has made it now to the Champions League final. And they didn't sign a goddamn person in the last two transfer periods. Literally the last person you signed was Lucas Moore. Exactly. Thank you, Mr. Emery, <laughs> for, for sending him away from PSG. That was really appreciative. Don't, don't you don't you want to throw out your little uh, thing, Lucas Moore? What? My, my what? What I, what I sent you earlier. Oh, yeah. I got to pull that up. Sorry. Um, 
Since you said I'm going to use that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That was, uh, as Wes sent me earlier, don't forget Lucas Moore is a PSG reject who they have sold to make space for Namor to come in and win the Champions League. That... Oh. In the, in the words of, our, of uh, Bobby Roode, how glorious. I couldn't, couldn't happen to a better club. Um, Wes, this is... <laughs> We the the funny thing is we 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 look we watched the first half. I say we like we watched this together or something. We <laughs> collectively as a human race we watched the first half and we think okay, well we had our exciting match yesterday. Ajax are up three nil. This this is this is done. This is this is how it works. You have the exciting match and then you have the not so exciting match to follow it. To to see two matches like this mm-hmm. in the Champions League semifinal. We may never see anything like this again. I, 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 I'm so amazed by this. This is, I mean, Barcelona blowing big leads in the second leg. Yeah, that that's yeah. kind of becoming common. Yeah. I mean, like you said, just to see them back to back like this. Oh, my goodness. And how can how can anyone deny the existence of a higher being? Yeah. After the last two days, if you're a, if you're a Liverpool or Spurs fan, how can anyone, uh, you know, how can anyone deny that there's something upstairs going on? Apparently, <laughs> however you want to believe, whether it was Salah <laughs> or you know uh, whoever, wow, just just an incredible two days of football, an incredible two days of football for fans of the Premier League. Yeah. Of England fans, of um, obviously those two fan bases, both of which suffer greatly in different ways. <laughs> you know, Liverpool obviously have the history, but now Liverpool almost have the weight of history mm-hmm. on top of them, which is just which can be as crushing as anything. Spurs, as you say, you know, and um, something I happened to see today that was that. Um, Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher were talking about a few hmm. before Spurs and uh, Man City played. You know, Gary Neville, that, he was very, sounded jerkish because Gary Neville's just a jerk and makes everything sound jerkish. But, sure. you know, he said Tottenham, when I was playing, when he was playing at United, he said, we knew Tottenham, Tottenham was always good. He said, but you knew you could just, you know, you put them under any pressure and Tottenham would fold. Mm-hmm. He was like, it was easy. We just, we knew exactly what we had to do to go beat Tottenham just because they were, they were soft and you could get in their head and they were just, you know, they were mentally weak. That ain't, and then he goes on to say, that's not Tottenham anymore. Yeah. He said, um, and, and that's not Tottenham anymore. This is a new age. They've got the best manager they've had since the 1960s, mm-hmm. um, since they were the pomp of English football for a while. Uh, they've got an elite manager. And I think we've seen, and it's come to the forefront, there are people who will argue this point till the cows come home. <clears throat> this day and age, in the way that the money is in football and the resources that some have that others don't, 
I don't think you can base everything on a trophy anymore. Yeah, I, I very, very much agree with that. It used to be so easy. Well, do you have any piece made? Hey, as a Liverpool guy, you know what? <laughs> we probably coined the damn phrase. <laughs> Where's your trophies? We got trophies. It is so much different now where you've got a Man City who can just outspend everyone mm-hmm. and are so well run. Where, you know, there are there are basically four trophies a year up for grabs. Mm-hmm. And City, up until about a month ago, had a grab of all four of them. Yeah. And still might come out with three of them. You know, and it's so hard to compete with that. And then when when the one that's open to you, fucking Europe. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. Um, For Tottenham having basically... I mean, let's say it really. Liverpool and Tottenham have about half the resources of City. Mm-hmm. Oh, and let's also throw this out there: Liverpool and Tottenham are being investigated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we kind of both had that going for us. Yeah. Raise your hand if you're playing in a European final and you're not being investigated. Oh, oh, even uh, Europa, you guys can put your hands down. Yeah, <laughs> Chelsea, yeah. put your hands down, which we'll get. Um, but uh. Pochettino and Klopp are absolutely elite level managers mm-hmm. because when you look at what they have worked with and the circumstances they both came into, they've taken their teams to places where, you know, it, it looked like Liverpool were so far away from getting back there. It looked like Tottenham were never going to get there. Mm-hmm. And here they are, you know, and here they are. Um, the best thing, I think the best thing that's happened to was United for whatever reason. Yeah. <laughs> Just because, and, and also for uh, uh, Zidane going back to Real, mm-hmm. because that took that distraction off the table. That took that question out of the press conference. That took mm-hmm. that thought out of the mind of the supporters and of the players and of the manager. And they were able to concentrate on football. Has it been easy? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Tottenham are basically having to wrap guys in bubble wrap at this yeah. point of the season, <laughs> just to just to be able to field a quality enough team to put out on the field, and to go out and to take down the Golden Boys of Europe, to do it at their place and to do it in forty five minutes when everyone had counted you out is an amazing achievement, and both of these squads have just put up amazing achievements. Yeah, I. So, it, it, it's I've I've been saying this for a couple of years now, especially as it relates because it always felt like it was very acute to Poch. Um, Klopp I think hadn't been here as long yet, um, but oh. it was just like when when Tottenham finished a few points behind Chelsea in in the Premier League about three years ago in their best point total ever, and it's like and everybody called them bottlers even though. No one else really fought Chelsea for the title and it would have taken a damn miracle or like something we're seeing this year for, for Spurs to have actually really contended for it. And that's not enough. And it's like people keep thinking that you have to win trophies. You don't have to win trophies. Is it great to win trophies? Of course it's great to win trophies. That's, that's why you play. You play to win games and you win play to win trophies. And I understand that. But at a certain point, like you said, there's scarcity. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of damn good teams. 
Like, you, you can't just say, well, you know, you didn't win a trophy. Like, you know, oh, sorry, Klopp, you didn't win a trophy this year. You only got 97 points and reached the Champions League final. But you didn't win a trophy, so I guess you're a failure. Like, mm-hmm. like, hey, Pochettino, I know you basically didn't have a home for two-thirds of the year, and we didn't make you any new signings, but and you finished fourth, and you made a League Cup semifinal, and you made the Champions League final, but you didn't win any trophies, so you're a piece of shit. Like, I, I, I'm sorry? I, w- w- Tottenham is just supposed to win four trophies a year now? Is is that what the requirement is? Liverpool's just supposed to win four trophies a year? Like, like because City just has the resources where they can fight on four fronts and make these runs, every other club has to do the same thing? Like, come on. I, I, I get it. Banter, and that's what we do in football. It's fine. Okay, okay, whatever. But if we were just being reasonable for one damn second, we'd understand that what we're seeing are two fantastic clubs who have had fantastic seasons win lose or draw in the final although you can't draw obviously these two clubs as well as city as for much shit as we've given city as well these three clubs from the premier league have put together amazing seasons just absolutely phenomenal seasons and whatever you want to say about them whatever happens on sunday and whatever happens on june 1st these are three seasons of teams that deserve to go down in the history books of some of the greatest of all time. And if you think otherwise, just because they don't bring home a trophy, you can go fuck yourself. My favorite Arlo White tweet of the day. Yeah. But remember remember, Spurs haven't won the Carabao Cup. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. See, I love how Arlo gets it. Like, like he, like he just gets it, man. Like, Oh God. Mm -hmm. Uh, another one he pointed out there, just remember, so representative in the Champions League quarterfinals. Yeah. And that that's not a shot. No, no, that's no, no, not no. a shot at Leicester by any means. No. Uh, that's, that's, um, it's, you know, that's, that's just showing how far they have come, both these teams. Well, come. not even both these teams. I think it's how far English football has come. I right. mean, to, to an extent, I mean, Three years ago, two, three years ago, we, there was talk, even though I never thought it was very serious and was always kind of more clickbaity, but there was talk of, oh God, is is England going to lose their fourth team? Or is their coefficient going to drop enough? Oh, oh, oh no, the, the English football is just so bad compared to Spain and, and Germany and, and these, it's like two clubs were basically carrying you guys, so shut up. This is... Yeah. This is we saw it a little bit last year with 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 Tottenham making it through with City and Liverpool playing a a round of eight match against each other. Um I want to say there was a that a fourth club made it through. I just uh did United make it through last year? Yes, remember United like to Yes. That's when they like to crash out. So so we had four English clubs make it last year. Actually, did five, wait? Did Chelsea make it too? Yeah, because remember, United got in from. Uh, That's right. United were actually in from winning the uh, Europa. So yeah, so five five English teams there. All four made it this year into the knockout stage. Two of them, three of them, no, four. All four made the round of eight. Half of the the round of eight was English teams. 
Three right. of them made the semifinals. Uh-huh. When two of them had to play each other, or sorry, two right. of them, sorry, two of them played each other in round of eight. So right. two made the semifinals, and now those two are meeting each other in the finals for an all English final first since Chelsea United uh, in, in whatever. Yeah. So I, I think what we're seeing is, and I think sort of what Arlo's tweet is also getting to is, I think we're seeing a resurgence of of English football on the European stage. And it's because I think it's the the way England is playing seems to be so much better. Yeah, Spurs kind of play that second half a little bit of footing it forward with the big man in the middle and Laurenti and blah blah blah. But that's that's not super how Spurs are going to play a lot of the time. These are Liverpool, City, and Spurs, and to, to an extent, when United was going well this year, United too. These were dynamic attacking teams they're not just going to physically beat you anymore they can still do that but now they have pace now they now city can play that pass happy attack you know well and it was always the english teams could always they always had pace Mm -hmm. but they had no they weren't technical enough to break anyone down Mm -hmm. you know they were great on the counter attack always great on the counter attack Mm -hmm. but now you've seen where you know it's been the management i mean it's been The, you know, uh, it's been Klopp coming in and, uh, well, and really it started with Brendan. Mm-hmm. As much as we might want to admit it, <laughs> might not want to admit it, it started with Rob, uh, technically for Liverpool. Um, <clears throat> Pochettino completely changed Spurs. Um, and then, you know, Pep has obviously kicked City into next gear when it comes to the way they play. But something that Potch and Klopp have done, and I'll give it to Pep too. It's just you know, Pep. I mean, hell, the only teams that cannot Pep out yeah. of the Champions League are other English teams. Yeah. But I think especially Potch and Klopp have tapped into they they've taken that pace and power, and they've given that technical ability. But they have tapped into that English that hard nosed English mm-hmm. spirit, mm-hmm. where you know. It, it is one of those, you know, whistle because, you know, as the song says that we sing from the terraces, ale, 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 it says we're never going to stop. Mm-hmm. And that's just how you feel about these two teams. And that's what you saw the last two nights are two teams saying we're never going to stop. Spurs didn't stop until that last whistle. Liverpool didn't stop until that last whistle where I think mentally they just beat those other two into the ground. Yeah. And at the end of the day, their mentality is what won it out. I mean, obviously great players doing great things, but their mentality, their, the, the English spirit, mm-hmm. you know, that never say die attitude that we're never out of, never out of a fight until we're dead. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, you know, as we say, you know, they looked in the face of the God and said, <laughs> not today. Um, the last thing I'll say to kind of wrap up the, the Champions League talk, um, you know, we, we talked about both teams dealing with injury issues and, and the way not only did other people have to step up for both Liverpool and Tottenham to get through, but it was like, it wasn't even the other people you'd expect. Like when, when Kane went down, it was like, Oh, Sonny's here. We're good. He's, he's scoring a bajillion goals. We're, we're fine. And who actually scores the hat trick for Tottenham in the semifinals to put them forward? It's Lucas Mora. Liverpool, 
Oh, oh. you know, we, we got we got Sadio Mane. He's he's been great all year. He's been maybe our best player all year. We're fine. Oh, Mane, Mane. Well, we weren't fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um yeah. and then who's but who scores the goals? Steve Akarigi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's insane how that has worked. Oh yeah. The unsung the unsung heroes, the 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 I'm trying to... <laughs> I mean that's a little tongue in cheek, but at mm-hmm. the same time it's like, holy shit, man, I mean, what else can this guy do? Mm-hmm. You know, he's never gonna be that twenty five goal a season scorer, you know, that's not him. But damn it, you know, he, he's found his spot. Mm-hmm. You know, Lucas Mora has found his spot. Sonny mm-hmm. found his spot. And all those guys, as we, we've kind of alluded to, when it was their time, mm-hmm. they were ready. They were ready to grab it by the neck and make it their own. Just And it's just, it's absolutely amazing, man. For, for both Liverpool and Tottenham here, like the season with the injuries piling up, you know, with, by the way, we didn't get no Christmas break. Yeah. You know, there won't no winter break in England this year <laughs> as there hasn't ever been. There ain't no, there won't be mm-hmm. break. Um, you know, there won't no, for either of them, there was no huge January additions. Mm-hmm. It was just, you know what, we've got these guys. We're going to war with them. And, you know, here we go. Here we go. Let's do our best. And, Absolutely. It, and you know, I think Klopp put it beautifully in his pre-match press conference, where he said one of two things is going to happen: either we're going to uh, let me paraphrase them, either we're going to win, mm-hmm. or we're going to go out and we're going to lose, and it's going to be beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, but but we're showing up. We're showing up a hundred percent to play. We're not. We're not coming just to tuck our tail. And make up the numbers. You know, right. you're gonna you're gonna have to knock us out. Right. And that's where both of them are sitting right now. And just gorgeous. Well, my my last number I want to throw in for Klopp because sure. you know I'm loving my numbers this week. Go for it. Um, three seasons now, Jurgen Klopp has uh, led Liverpool into European play, mm-hmm. and uh, they have played ten knockout ties. Mm-hmm. Ten for ten in the knockouts. But he's never won a trophy with Liverpool, so he's a failure, obviously. Exactly. Horrible poor, bottler. poor, horrible bottler. You know, I mean, I mean, never, never had player didn't get you know fucking MMA yeah. snapped last year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, didn't have a keeper who apparently was drunk. Yeah. <laughs> anything else? We know he was just he was drunk. Um, you know. Year before, you know, re, well, in the Origi was leading the way until that fucking Funes Mori decided to, mm-hmm. you know, demolish his ankle late. In the so, you know, it's always been something, but man, I mean, here we go. And, uh, hey, you know what, Ed? What? At the end of the day, somebody ain't going to be a bottler no more. Yeah. Obviously, obviously someone will be a bottler. But hey, someone won't be. So yeah, there you go. At least we can take someone off the list, right? Oh my god! <laughs> can't 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 wait to see Spurs lose two one and be called bottlers. <laughs> oh man, all you Chelsea fans, you Arsenal fans, you Manchester fans. Oh god, 
Go especially day. oh you know you know especially the Chelsea fans this is demolishing them because they hate Liverpool and they hate Tottenham. Yeah. <laughs> you know at least some of the other ones will be like you know I mean you know the United fans are going to be pulling. Mm. You know you assume the City fans are going to pull for Tottenham. You assume the Arsenal fans are going to pull for Liverpool. Mm. Chelsea especially just has like <laughs> this is the biggest no win for them at this point. <laughs> Because oh, they despise us both. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, speaking of Chelsea, they will be in Europa League action uh, coming up here. Uh, the, right. the second league of their semifinal against Eintracht Frankfurt. Uh, the first leg ended 1-1 uh, in Frankfurt. Uh, Pedro, the goal scorer for Chelsea in the 45th minute, answering a Luka Jovic goal uh, for Frankfurt uh, in the 23rd minute. Uh, so Chelsea will have the away goal as they head back to Stamford Bridge in what could be Ed Nazard's swan song. Uh, um, anyway. Before he forces his way out of town. There you go. Uh, on the other side, uh, Arsenal beat Valencia 3-1. See, it's not all bad, Arsenal fans. Uh, Lacazette and Aubameyang uh, contributing for Arsenal. Uh, Valencia did get the first goal thanks to Mokhtar Diakbi. Um, so they, we'll see if they can transfer their away goal into Magic as they head home to Valencia for the match as well. So those matches will both be played on Thursday. Uh, the Europa League final will be on May 29th, which I'm sure is a Wednesday because that's usually when it is. Um, uh, June the 1st is on a Saturday. The 31st is Friday. The 30th yeah, is Wednesday. Thursday. Yeah, Wednesday. Because, you know, you can just do it on Thursday. Not, Europa night no. in America. Europa night in America. <laughs> no. Oh, we're gonna do it on a Wednesday. Yeah, of course. Let's get get crazy for the final. I don't, I don't personally understand why they just don't do it the weekend before, but okay. Yeah, that's uh, weird. Um, and hey, well, well, Tottenham and uh, Liverpool will be heading to beautiful Madrid, uh, where notably, I guess, Tottenham will be the home team for record purposes, which. Means right. Tottenham will be wearing white and Liverpool will be wearing red, which is right. probably right. what would have happened if it was the other way around too. So it doesn't really matter. Um, well, hey. no, no. You think about with the Ajax <laughs> red, we, we were already out that we're going to be wearing. No, no, no. I meant I meant if Liverpool oh. was the home team and Spurs were the gotcha. Ajax. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I, I saw really, somebody yeah, said yeah. like uh, Liverpool was 45 minutes away from having to wear purple in the Champions yeah. League final. yeah. So, uh, yeah, we would have looked regal and resplendent in it, but still, you know, we'd rather wear our reds. You know, you get the. Uh, it's always nice to get two home jerseys. There you go, um, and and that of course will be in Madrid, but the Europa League final will be in beautiful Baku in Azerbaijan. One of the those. Fuck? <laughs> Azerbaijan is a real country. I always thought yeah. we were just making fun of it. No, 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 no. It, it is very real. <laughs> um, let's head to the news and notes as we're as we're. Is it, is it near uh, Yugoslavia and Sri Lanka? Yeah, just, it's somewhere in between the two, I think. Actually, no, they're all the same, right? They're basically all, they're all countries. I mean, what's different about them, really? Um, that's a oh, that's a joke for no one. Um, we have quick stories. Uh, Manchester City has won something. They have overtaken Manchester United as the Premier League's most valuable club. Um, that is according to a study of all places by the University of Liverpool Center for Sports Business Group. Um, they have valued Liver, uh, sorry, City at £2.364 billion. Pounds. 
I always, it's always tough to tell what that first thing is. Uh, and United uh, is at 2.087 billion pounds. So about a 300 million pound difference there. Um, the rest of the top four, according to this evaluation, or top six, I should say, uh, somewhat surprisingly, Tottenham are third at just about 1.8 billion. Liverpool behind them at 1.6. Uh, as Chelsea also has an almost equal amount. And then Arsenal are at 1.36 billion. Um, the, the, uh, t- t- the study took into account revenue, profits, non-recurring costs, average profits on player sales over a three-year period. Uh, thank you, Philip Coutinho. Net assists, wage control, <laughs> and proportion of seats sold. So an interesting little alternative uh, table when we normally see like uh, Manchester United, obviously the biggest club in the world in terms of revenue and blah, 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 blah. So whatever stock you want to put into that, that, uh, that is. I will, uh, I will, I will quote Andy Robertson mm-hmm. in his uh, post-game interview mm-hmm. when asked about uh, Suarez getting the better of him by physically taking him out of the match. Mm-hmm. Andy Rob looked at the uh, presenter and said, right, who's going to the final? <laughs> So, hey, Manchester, who's going to the final? <laughs> oh, man. We're never going to stop. <laughs> That's the new theme of the show. We're uh, never going to stop. Unfortunately, Chelsea's going to have to stop signing players, that is, it looks like, for Ooh. a little bit. Uh, that transfer ban we've been talking about for a while, uh, Chelsea appealed with FIFA, and for once, the appeal stuck. Chelsea will not be able to sign players this summer or in the winter of twenty uh, of January twenty twenty either. Um, this was, of course, following an investigation into their signing of foreign under eighteen players. Uh, Chelsea will be taking this to the court of arbitration for sport, but uh, this is this is not great for them. Um, they will be able to recall players on loan, but they won't be able to sign. I believe it's Iguain and. Kovacic uh, on permanent deals because of this. So that's not great for them if they can't work that out. Um, of course, this is also a talk of Sari potentially going back to, to Roma um, potentially this summer. And and Wes, I just, I just have to figure, if you're Chelsea and you're probably going to lose Eden Hazard and you can't sign anybody, although, again, you have about 80% people out on loan that you can bring back in. I mean, this job just doesn't seem very attractive right now. No, that said, sorry, ain't going nowhere. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I, I think it'd be at this point, I think it'd be ludicrous to get sorry. Oh, no, I haven't. I, not, uh, I, I heard that story in a, not a, yeah. he'll be fired, but he's just like, all right, I'm out guys. Thanks. Yeah. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he likes getting paid. that's fair um but i I mean i totally agree it's a very unattractive you know other than the fact that it is a big premier league club you would have champions league football next year Mm -hmm. but you know you you are hamstrung you would come in hamstrung immediately you would not be able to shape a team at all you'd have to come in and work with only what you have the purse strings are being tightened at chelsea Mm-hmm. Um, there is, you know, there's talk out there that, you know, potentially Roman Abramovich could be looking to sell due to his issues he's having. 
uh, with the with um, the English government, especially the British government. Uh, I mean, it is it, it is very much in flux right now. Uh, let's put this. Somebody kind of throw this today. You know, I would much, much, much rather be in the position of City, Liverpool, and Tottenham than Chelsea, Arsenal, United right now. Let me ask you this. Of those other three, then, of of Chelsea, Arsenal, and United, which is the most desirable position then right now? Money-wise, it would be United. Uh Obviously, I mean, you know you can go to United. You'll have money to spend. I mean, God, is it is it just disgusting to say that out of those three right now, the most stable is Arsenal? It might be. I mean, at least, you know, we, we always, I really think you and I, Emery's caught kind of the old season. Mm-hmm. You know, we always said it was going to take him a little while to get this turned around. I think they've done better than a They're just kind of falling apart here late, but... Mm-hmm. Everybody if I had to take, if I had to put money on one of those three, you know, making a run the next few years, it would definitely be Arsenal. So, yeah, no, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean, none of them are really designed. And even though I don't think Arsenal is like a super great club right now, like they have a lot of good pieces, but I think they have some definite weaknesses. You, you at least have a potential. No, Stan Kroenke's still there, but you do have a possibility of maybe bringing in better pieces. Uh, kind mm-hmm. of like you said, we United, but I think Arsenal is also in a better position right now than United is. So I, I don't know. That's, that's very odd. But uh, well, the problem is United still have all these issues, you know, United, mm-hmm. United need to do so many things in the front office. Right. Including, I mean, God, that United team needs nearly a complete overhaul. Mm-hmm. And you're looking at losing potentially Pogba in the summer. Um, potentially uh, Lukaku wants out. Um, does anyone really believe Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is going to last the entire season next year? No. I mean, you know, United are going to go out and spend money. That's the thing about them. We know they're going to spend money because that's all they do is spend money. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, they've been highly um, linked with Paolo Dybala. Mm-hmm. You know, but I mean, here's Dybala who, you know, couldn't coexist in the Juventus locker room with Ronaldo. Now you want to bring him in here. That's another one kind of, yeah. you know, I don't know. I don't know, man. United's just such a train wreck right now. Um, It's a really unbalanced squad. They so, I mean, they need major surgery at the back. There's a chance De Gea could leave. Just so many issues at United. Yeah, and that is, it'd be great if they had, like, a director of sport or something, but, you know. Ed Make Edwards. it Rio! <laughs> Dude, he was, they showed him uh, his reaction to Spurs' third goal. He was super-duper excited. That, that man was pumped. So that was, that was good to see. Uh, did you see Steve Nash's reaction to the third goal? I have not seen Steve Nash's reaction, actually. He basically just sprints off the set. Holy shit. Let me actually see if I can find that real quick before we get to our... Uh, I can bring up our, third, our fourth story almost from memory now. Uh, so the Premier League Match of the Year vote is out. Uh, the four finalists are, to me, exactly who I thought they would be when I heard there were four finalists. They will be Pep Guardiola, Klopp, Poch, and uh, Nuno Espirito Santo, the manager mm-hmm. of Wolves. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I think Wes, in, in their own ways, every one of these managers deserves the award this year um, to varying degrees, depending on is it solely on what you did in the Premier League versus what you did for your team the entire season. I think they can kind of rise and fall based on that. But I think if if it was just Premier League, I would probably say I would probably vote Pep, Klopp, Santo, and Poch fourth if I had to rank <coughs> those. Um, and the only reason I would put Pep above Klopp is because mm-hmm. Yes, they have tons of money. Yes, they they should be winning the league with with what they have. But I think a huge thing is we haven't seen a team repeat in the Premier League mm-hmm. in a quite a while. And not only that, but to have your team set a record 100 points and to be in this sort of a dogfight for the title and mm-hmm. be able to keep the foot cuz City cuz have very easily just said well, fuck it. We scored under. We had hundred points last year. We're the Centurions. We won the title last year. Who the, what the fuck do we care about winning the title again this year? You know that that mentality could have seeped in, and I I don't know for a fact because I'm not in the locker room, but I believe a large part of the reason that that didn't seep in and the reason they mm-hmm. have been able to keep pace mm-hmm. with Liverpool is because of Pep. So at this <clears throat> moment, I would put Pep like half a point above Klopp. And then again, with what Santo has done with Wolves, is oh, yeah. absolutely remarkable. <clears throat> um, they oh, did yeah. spend money, but hey, full improves spending money doesn't guarantee shit. Um, they they bought a lot of really good players, and that team is really, really well coached and is really, really good. So that that's that's my order and why I would order that again solely based on Premier League. Uh, uh, play if if there was other factors involved like Champions League I might switch it around a little bit but that's I think how I would order the four um you know I gotta let my little homerism of course I, I would I would give my vote to Klopp mm-hmm. literally because he's all but reeled in the Centurions mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he's had to go against a team that scored a hundred last year and is probably going to put 98 on the board this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I'll put it this way. I think if, if Liverpool find a way to win the title, I give it a club. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just yeah, like, you know, we, we brought expected you expected the gap to be closed because city was going to come back to the pack. Some mm-hmm. that has not happened. No, <laughs> they not have not come back to the, Liverpool literally had to break away from the pack sure. and sprint them down. <laughs> Absolutely. And um, to that, that's that's where I would give Klopp my love, less, especially if they end up winning the title. Uh, for for Poch, I, I have no problem with Poch's name being in this pot. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I would find it hard to give it to Poch, especially just the way. And yes, I mean obviously injuries have been mm-hmm. huge and the death has been huge uh, with the issue. But I just I find it hard to you know kind of give when you're almost actively trying not to finish. Right. I I, w- I would say I I would completely uh, agree with you. I think he deserves to be in the top four, especially yeah. given no signings and what he's done with this club again to get through the injuries and to to build up enough of a cushion that this late season collapse 
doesn't actually fully keep them out of the top four. I think Uh that's great. I I know Chelsea and Arsenal and United have played a large role in that as well. But I do think that... I I think he's very well-deserved to be in the top four. But again, I would also put him fourth out of these four. But I I think it's well-deserved for his name to be in this conversation. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Unless it definitely have... Yeah. Just I can't really bring it to put him up there. Uh, Nuno... I mean, man, you said what you want. Yeah, you know, a lot of people dig Wolf season, but you know what? That means he's delivered. Yeah. Where, you know, they have they have back and, um, you know, they they had a lot of expectations coming from people. And it would have been much easier to, um, to wilt under some of those, mm-hmm. um, under some of those expectations. It could have been very easy for them to do it. Uh, they made a really nice run. In- um, they are, as of right now, I believe they're in because City already went in the. Uh, didn't City win in the uh, League Cup? Go ahead and give seventh place into Europa. No, that gave sixth. Um, so that gave sixth. Okay, so, so but if 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 City go ahead and win the FA Cup, which most assume they probably will. Mm-hmm. Then that gives it to seven. So, mm-hmm. uh, and I believe they've locked up seventh. Am I right? Uh, I think it's really close. If they haven't already, I will look it up real quick. Um, I okay. think I think they I think maybe even with a maybe it'll take a draw actually to to do it. Let me see here. They are they seven. are nope. They are four points up on Everton. So they are they are locked into seventh no matter what happens. Right. So I mean you know. And, Watford stun city. You know, they're, they're going to Europe next year, mm-hmm. which, you know, poison chalice Thursday mm-hmm. nights be what it is. Uh, I think for wolves, that's a really nice step in the progression of what they want yeah. to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, because this is a club that they have ambitions of breaking into that top four. Mm-hmm. And as we know, it's not getting any easier, even though, you know, there, there seem to be, there seems to be an opening into that big six right now. Yeah. You know, where someone could easily push it to be a big seven. So, um, yeah, I mean, Wolves have done a great job and a magnificent job. So, all right. Well, that is, that's, that'll be the, uh, the, the, I'll be, I believe that's an online vote. So, who fucking knows who's going to win this, but, you know, it'll, <laughs> it, it'll be what it be. So, I think, I think you have four. Unlike some of the awards we talked about last week, uh, I think we have four very well-deserved names on this ballot. And as Poch, as much as I love you, and I swear to God, watching you cry today was one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. Um, And I mean that in a good way. Um, As long as it's not Poch, I have no problem with any of the other three winning this award. Um, and even if it's Poch, then I can just wave my middle fingers in the air at everybody. So, yeah, sure. So I win I mean, it. I win anyway. You can make an argument for him. I mean, that's the thing. There's an yeah. argument to be made. Yeah. I, I definitely think there is, but I, I think that there's four very, very good coaches on this list. So no real wrong answer there. Um, so that'll do it for though for news and notes. Uh, let's do a quick watch for Wes. What you watching in the week that was or the week that will be? Oh, I want to watch, watch the Champions League. Of course. Of course. Um, God, what have I watched? Oh, I worked all damn weekend. Uh, 
Hey, I can I can maybe help you out. Have you? How has the uh, the introducing our big one of our two biggest fans to the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe going? Say that again. You kind of broke up on me. Sorry. How has the uh, the process of uh, uh, exposing one of our two biggest fans to the Marvel Cinematic Universe going? Oh, we've got through two so far. Okay. Um, we we did Captain. America. Mm-hmm. Um. Next, we're going Captain Marvel. Okay. I said, you know, since last week, haven't been able to make any moves on that, unfortunately, just gotcha. due to time, const- just due to time constraints. <laughs> um, so many things going on, but uh, yeah, we're we're definitely excited about that here in the old household. Nice. Um, I am uh, slowly trying to work my way through Justified. I'm in season five, as I keep pointing out. That's oh man, that that show is definitely it's one of my top tens. It's a top ten show for me. It's so damn good. Um, Marvel has released um, movie dates yeah. for the next eight movies. Or oh, Disney wait. actually did. I didn't... no, they didn't. They didn't say what movie it would be. Oh, okay. Actually, got them. They didn't say actually which ones. Um, but real quick, we're looking at May 1st, 2020. Okay. November 6, 2020, which means only two movies in 2020. Uh, a lot are assuming it would be the black mm-hmm. and, um, I can't remember the other, one. uh, uh, in 2021, February 12th, May 7th and November 5th. Mm-hmm. And then in 2022, February, May and July. Mm-hmm. So, uh. Yeah, um, maybe maybe Black Widow and Doctor Strange two in twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. So uh, and maybe Guardians three in twenty twenty one. So and then whatever else gets made. So yeah, but uh, that's that's something just to keep your just keep your eye on old Gil. Hey, and of course there was a there was a new um, Spider Man Far From Home trailer. That again, if you have not seen right, Endgame, right, right. don't watch it. <laughs> but if you right. have seen it, <laughs> if you have seen it, do watch it because it has one of the best lines ever in a trailer for a Marvel movie, which is, "Bitch, you've been to space." Exactly. Oh, that was Samuel L. Jackson. Just so great. Oh, hey, Samuel. That's true. He is. So, uh, and I'm I'm just catching up on a uh, uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine as always because that that show is that show is dude. Amazing. I haven't watched Nine Nine in like I'm like I'm 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 gonna have to binge. Oh well, just don't. I think there's only um I think there's Am only I getting a, there at the end of the season. Uh yeah, Should I think be. there's two episodes left. Oh okay. Let's well, see. Well, at this point, maybe I'll just hang out. and so there's three episodes left, but it's only two weeks. So there's gotcha. an episode tomorrow, and uh-huh. there's a double next week for the the season gotcha. season finale. So so they'll do an hour finale. Yep, that's cool. It, and none of the old team I'm behind on that. Mm-hmm. Everything just because a I haven't had much time, and b uh, I've been watching Justified. You know, you say how much you so, like Justified, and I'm curious. Uh-huh. Did you ever watch Deadwood? No, never saw Deadwood. I, I I feel like you'd like Deadwood. Well, you know, when people say that they feel like I'd like something, I'm always... Because that's actually how I watched Justified. Uh-huh. Was I just said, like, when the fourth person's like, oh, you would love Justified, I was like, all right, gotta, gotta do it. Gotta let, check it out. Let me, let me preface this by saying I've never seen Deadwood. 
but I know a decent amount about it, and it and it also has Timothy Oliphant. So there's that. Um, but I I feel like it would be something up your alley, being like an American western. It just is a bit of an older American western. So right, it's actually like more old way. Yeah. So. Yeah. So maybe maybe yeah. something when you to start binging once you once you finish the justified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. That's that's news and notes for now. Uh, again, no so raw because hey, we we had our storylines already for this week. Um, so that'll do it for episode two sixty one of the Foreign Affair podcast. Um, big thanks as always to NGSE Sports as well as Elise's Pillows and Things. You can find them on the social media as well as us. On Twitter as a collective, we are at AFA Pod. Wes, you are. I'm at Wes Bradshaw21. You're going to get a lot of Champions League memes coming at you guys if you follow that account for a little bit. Loving them. Um, you can follow me at Edward Green. Uh, of course, you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube via our parent show, the All New Sports Show, as well as emailing us, allnewsportshow at gmail.com. Big thanks to all our podcast providers, including podbean.com, Stitcher Spreaker, iHeartRadio, the TuneIn Radio app, Google Play Music, and the iTunes Music Store. Uh, we'll be back next week for episode 262. We'll see what happens. It's Championship Sunday. Um, oh, by the way, the, cha- the Championship Playoff also starts this weekend. Forgot to totally mention that, but that's that's happening. We'll talk about that next week too, because um, that'll that that is the the semifinals will have taken place completely by the time we 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 reconvene here. So we'll have that, um, and that so and I'm sure some news and notes and the countdown to the end game on June one has begun. Oh, folks, I sent it to Ed earlier. Yeah, we're in the end game now. We are. This is uh, oh, how this is we the, to know. This is the this is the foreign affair podcast, and we are in the end game. Oh my god! Don't worry, don't worry. The, the podcast isn't actually ending. Don't, don't worry. I don't know. We'll see how big a fight we get into. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking about that. I, like when you when you were like, so I guess we have a date on June first, and I'm like, I'm not gonna fight West because we're too good of friends to do that at this point. But yeah, we are. God, I might fucking punch somebody at that pub. It, like somebody's gonna say I'm something really, really stupid. I'm not gonna lie, I really want to blame you <laughs> <laughs> because you know. Here's the thing: it's like you know, because I, I like going. Mm-hmm. You know, I like going, and kind of the group of regulars who are there. Mm-hmm. You know, they get it. You mm-hmm. know, but then, oh, especially when you bring in those big matches mm-hmm. where the place starts filling up. You get like the little obnoxious ones that just show up like twice a year mm-hmm. and they want to talk shit. Yeah. It's like, look, dude, we're not here to talk shit to each other, man. We're here to all, you know, enjoy it. And, you know, hey, yeah, we, we hope Liverpool will get the win. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're not here to talk shit to our guests. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You know, it's a like... little needling is one thing, you know. Hey, some banter, mm-hmm. some banter's fine, mm-hmm. but don't turn around and you know give up double birds. Oh, fuck you! Well, and it's just like I still remember when we went to that Spurs uh, Liverpool match a couple months ago, and the uh, guy right beside is like, "Yeah, this Harry Kane guy, all he can do is shoot. He's so bad at everything else." I'm like, d- uh, d- "Dude, what, what? Like, uh, like I'm fine, dude. It's a Liverpool bar. Cheer for your team. That's that's awesome." Yeah. You know, get excited. I'm not going to be mad, but like, dude, at least be intelligent when you speak. 
Like, exactly. which is why it was so fun to watch Harry Kane put in an inch perfect cross for their one goal in that one. That was just, oh, that was the best. Um, but that's why I'm just like, somebody's going to say something really stupid. I'm just going to be like, really? Well, really? of course, we've been to them in the past where our teams weren't playing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at least we don't have to. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny. just. So you're just like literally the worst people on earth. Well, and it's funny too because I remember it wasn't even just the Liverpool fans. I remember last year's Liverpool Spurs match we went to, and I remember there was like those Spurs fans that were sitting right in uh, front of us, and I remember it was the first Harry Kane penalty, the one he missed, and uh, they were like going fucking nuts. And I'm like, guys, he hasn't fucking scored yet. Please settle down. Like, yeah. get oh, just yeah. just just calm the fuck. And of course, then he missed it. I'm just like, calm yeah. the, please calm down, guys. Just. Uh, it, is, it is nice not to have to deal with just over there. Mm-hmm. Because I'll tell you now, last week in the first leg, mm-hmm. oh my god, there was a group of extremely obnoxious Barcelona fans who made their oh, way there. Oh god. Oh lord. Wow, it was all you could do a few times. Just You, you know, it's, you always love the ones who want to talk extra loud so everybody mm-hmm. has to hear them. Mm-hmm. You know, those are those are just your favorite ones. Well, that's the thing, like, too. If I go, like, I get it. I'm not a little for I'm, I'll celebrate a little bit when if Spurs score, but Absolutely. I'm not talking shit to people. Like, I'm, no. I'm like, unprovoked, I'm just going to be like, I'm just going to sit here. Wes and I are going to make our little jokes that we like to do during the match when we're right. not vomiting in the corner. And right. the rest of the time, I'm just going to be like, you know, just, you know, I'm not going to bother anybody because I don't care. Right. I, I know where I am. I'm not stupid. Right. But, you know, don't, just don't be an asshole, and I'm not going to be an asshole to you. So I'm just like, the Champions League final crowd, I'm just like, somebody's going to be an asshole. Go to a pub. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, Here's what we should just do. We should be like, look, just so, guys. Just so happens, here we are. Guys at London Bridge, how about this? Uh, if you guys have access to your roof you guys could throw a TV up there and just like occasionally bring drinks and food up to us and a TV. <laughs> we'll just, we'll just hang out up here. We'll do our podcast for the week from up here. We'll give you guys a ton of free pub on the pod. So, you know, we give pub for the pub. Exactly. Pub for the pub. We love the London bridge pub. So oh, we do, especially since it's a fantastic renovation. Fantastic yeah. menu. There you go. Oh, it's a great menu. I loved it last time we went. That thing was delicious. London bridge. So, hey, you know, you guys just set us a little private suite for podcasters and, you know, we're, we're good. Totally good. Oh, man. <laughs> Give us a glass a glass floor so we can look down and see everybody cheering. We just don't have to interact with them. Oh, <laughs> that's that's glorious. I ask for so little. Just do this one for me. Oh, it would be so glorious. Oh, well, this podcast has been glorious. Uh, and we will we will continue on to Championship Sunday. Um, even though it feels like Championship Tuesday and Wednesday already happened. Um, but, Wes, before we get out of here. Now, after, after we just went through that whole preamble, is there anything else you'd like to add? Jesus, is there really anything to add? I don't we know. Hope you got, we hope you guys have an extra long edition this week. You know, we... We used to ramble a lot, and then we got into a, uh, a nice toit yeah. minute for minute or uh, minute hour and a half to hour forty five. Yeah, and today, yeah, we just demolished it today. But y'all, y'all know we had so much to talk about. Yeah, I was, I was like, what could we talk about on the podcast tonight? We were so excited. Oh my god! 
Yeah, it's it's oh. been a trip. And hey, I, I've seen your Facebook posts. Good job, Be Good. Good job, dude. Oh, be Good is hitting over 300 this year. Leave my angel. Good job, man. Yeah. So. Yeah. So there you go. There's a, there's a nice little addendum. So that's, hey, nice little golf clap for you, Be Good. Yeah. Uh, so uh, for my calling crime, Wes Bradshaw, I am Edward Green. Thank you so much for joining us here on episode 261 of the Foreign Affair Podcast. And until next time, oh, you Spurs and you Liverpools, stay safe, because I don't really know what to call you guys like Spurs. Stay safe and enjoy the football. And good night, Amsterdam, and good night, Barthundle. Just look in the mirror and try to decide what the hell happened. God, I don't know. I think... Um, of course, this is now all going to get cut, but I don't care because um, because we're about to run out of time. But I think I think what happened to Ajax is a little bit what happened to us last year against Juventus. Um, uh-huh. I think they're just really young, and when Spurs actually punched back, they just kind of collapsed. Not in like a super immediate way, but I think I, I think they started to feel the pressure. And and I think maybe even being at home kind of hurt them a little bit to mm. have all the fans like get because just like City probably felt the tension on Monday against Leicester. Mm. Once it got to three two, I the the tension at the arena there must have been just insanely huge. So I I think that's what happened to them. I I would love I hate it for them and I would love to say hey I can't wait to see where this IX team goes from here but we know where they're going they're going to Barcelona so yeah <laughs> they're going to spread themselves among yeah. the uh, other leagues It sucks cuz even uh, more than this like Monaco team yeah. from a couple years ago like this team was just this team was exciting yeah. I'm sorry go ahead what were you going to say No um I think somebody said I can't I don't think it was Arla I think it, it almost might have been Surrey and Mhm made the point he said um he said when Ajax went off at halftime they they had looks on their faces like job done yeah um you know hey we got our two mm-hmm. they haven't come close they haven't touched this job done we got this it was almost like they just lost their edge mm-hmm you know, and to me, that's that's so what I think happened to Barcelona, or a huge part of Barcelona, mm-hmm. is Barcelona thought that bad boy was done. Two straight years that's happened to them. Oh, yeah. I mean, you would think they'd be ready, but yeah, I think they thought it was done and dusted. <clears throat> um, another group that kind of got caught in that look, you know, and dude, of all people on BT Sport, Arsene Wenger made the comment of, you know, um, you know, yeah, I think Barcelona is going to win this, but Anfield is not the place that you want to go and not be switched mm-hmm. on. Yeah, he said. He said. He said. Um, when it comes to the European game, there is no more hated place to have to go play than Anfield. Mm-hmm. And you've got you've got to be ready for literally anything. I think Barcelona went there. I think a couple of guys on that team understood what they were into, mm-hmm. but there was just nothing they could do about it. Yeah, there was. They walked into the damn call. Nothing they could do about it, and they couldn't get their level up. And we, you know, we came out ready to go. We we came out. I mean, we were pressing them. We were balls to the wall. We were were flying around. We were doing everything.
sponsored by Alicia's Pillows and Things. Check out the Facebook page, Alicia's Pillows and Things, where you will find home decor you will not be able to resist at prices anybody can afford. Check out the pillows and stools of your favorite sports teams. Maybe you want a set of your kid's favorite cartoon or movie character. You can also get full body and neck pillows as well. Log on to NGSCSports.com and go to the Alicia's Pillows and Things tab on the homepage to complete your order. It makes a great gift for Christmas at an affordable price. NGSC Sports. We never stop. You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com where you can get awesome analysis for all things sport. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, head to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop. 